Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bow, and myself continue our discussion on baptism, looking at the Old Testament scriptures that show us baptism in the Old Testament. Welcome to Being Lutheran. I'm Pastor Brett Bow, and I have with me Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Brian Rickey. Yes, my real life friends. Even though Jason is has I've, left uh, social media, I'm, I'm a man in exile. Yeah. I, uh, about a month ago now, a little less than a month ago, I got off social media altogether. I killed Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, which I had for whatever reason. Why? Why does that exist anyway? I don't know. I, I'm sure it helps people uh, somewhere, but. Yeah, it just was at a point where I was spending too much time on social media, so the amount of time wasted, and also the way it was impacting me, the way I think and how I think and Mm -hmm. and things, so I just decided uh, to get rid of it, and things have been looking up. I'm doing more and better reading than simply reading 240 characters at a time of someone shouting in all caps at something that happened, and really... Mm -hmm. Uh, I've, I've interacted with a couple of people on this. The the thing that finally pushed me over the edge was the whole Covington Catholic debacle. Hmm. Uh, ingesting people uh, from both sides of that issue that mm-hmm. were just so unhinged, they weren't even able to think through things. And then it was, yeah. Without even seeing the full story and yep. all, all that. Yep. Yeah, that was, that was a, it, it, it was the straw and it was a very light straw that broke the camel's back. So mm-hmm. I'm off, but... Uh, we're back together. It's mm-hmm. been a while. Yes. Um, we keep delaying recording because there's snow. 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 <laughs> right. It's, it's the line I've been using is Minnesota where it's always snow, winter and never snow, Christmas. Snow. <laughs> C.S. Lewis was talking yes, about Minnesota, the, not Narnia when that happened. But, and isn't also, that the White Witch? That, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> And also, my prediction about the LA Rams winning the Super Bowl did not turn out so good. I, mm-hmm. I got all the way to the end. You weren't very far from it, though. <laughs> well, I posted an episode a couple of days ago, so uh, yeah. I, I didn't hear from a couple of people commenting on that. Laughing. Of, not commenting well, on the content three of the podcast. Oh. But, yeah. But, but yeah, so we're back together, and guess what? You guys are going to get at least four more episodes, and it looks guess like eight what? more, more episodes. baptism. <laughs> baptism. We're going to do a four-episode arc of baptism in the Old yes. Testament, yep. or at least baptismal imagery in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. and then we're going to finish up with actually exegeting and doing a Bible study on some of the key mm-hmm. passages in the New Testament. Yep. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Great. Well, should we get into it? Yeah. Let's All talk right. about the flood. Cool. Well, we are in Genesis 6. And um, yeah, as Jason mentioned, we're going to talk about the flood today. And we were joking about, is this an Old Testament or New Testament? Because we're really, we're thinking about First Peter 3 and then going back to the flood story. And so we'll see where we go in this episode. But uh, Genesis 6, 5 through 8 says, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. 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 So that's our launching point. Yeah, it's, right. You're not going to yep. read three whole chapters no, on no, here. No, no, it doesn't make no. for good radio. <laughs> um, uh, what? You guys don't want to hear my smooth voice? Your, your radio voice? <laughs> right. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> we can at least add, what, five or six more episodes by doing that. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. We'll be that. What, what is it? The, who does it every year that they read through the Bible 
until they're continuously, done. Continuously. 72 hours. Yeah, yeah, is what it takes. Oh, wow. So, yeah. mm-hmm. I've it's heard a, youth groups do that, all, all-nighters. Oh, my goodness. Yep. That, that, that poor person who has to read through the oxen narratives in Leviticus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or numbers. The, Injected the into my veins. Yeah. <laughs> those things are important and they remind well, us scriptures. of God's faithfulness yeah, and, right. and many things. But there are days, depending on your uh, physical and emotional mm-hmm. <laughs> state, that it's a little bit more difficult to get through. I've so. preached mm-hmm. on a genealogy before. Mm-hmm. One at the beginning of Matthew. That was interesting. Yes, I did, yeah. I've done that as well. But anyway, we're way anyway, off Anyway, yeah, what are we talking about again? <laughs> baptism. So, baptism and the flood. Mm-hmm. And I mean, at this point, it's a hard study to do because where is your entry point? Is There's, there's right. so many so places many to deal with. go yeah. and talk about. So uh, actually, Brett, since you've got your digital Bible in front of you, mm-hmm. why don't you take it to 1 Peter 3 I was just and we'll going let there. the Bible introduce it for us and we can talk about that. Cool. I'm just trying to find which verse to start at. What, da, 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 like 16 da, da. Yeah, 16. 1 Peter 3. Oh, sorry. I will find it here. <laughs> the, the, uh, once again, fascinating radio. Maybe we should have just had you read three chapters in Genesis <laughs> while we had the other passage ready. <laughs> da, 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 da. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we need you need a Jeopardy music sounder. Yes. Do, oh. do, 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 and we get sued. We have to find our own. Wait, 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 wait. Isn't that like... Uh, Public I thought domain? it was just a public domain thing that they used anyway. Oh, maybe it is. I don't I know. I don't there we know. go. All right. Well, I, I think I found a good place to read. First Peter three eighteen says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison, because they formerly did not obey when God's patience waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through water. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers having been subjected to him. Amen. All right. So that is how the New Testament interprets the baptism and the flood for Mm -hmm. us. And and one of the interesting things about the language is that it's the flood that's pointing forward Mm -hmm. to baptism. It's Mm -hmm. not baptism that's reminding us of the flood. It's, It's working the other way around because it's baptism which corresponds to this mm-hmm. now saves you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know so. that's good. That's a good point to. And we're not just saying that because we love baptism and, and we're Lutherans and we're and, Lutherans and <laughs> yeah, we have biblical reasons for saying that. Well, it's again, it's as we've talked about before. the The whole purpose of baptism is for comfort. The whole purpose of the sacraments is mm-hmm. for comfort. We have a tangible, yeah. external event Mm -hmm. that we can cling to. And and it's especially relevant for American Christianity because American Christianity has the tendency to internalize everything. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about what goes on in here, either in the head or in the heart. Mm -hmm. And baptism is something that has happened to me that I can't change. In fact, I remember, I don't remember if it was from when we were in seminary or shortly Mm -hmm. thereafter, there was a story out about a former Catholic man who actually sued the church to oh, yeah. erase his baptism. I remember that, yeah. And and the church is like, it happened. 
Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a historical Can't have event. An annulment. Yeah, there's not an annulment. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a it's not a substance. How can a human agency undo what God did? Well, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, mean, the, the, I thought, if I remember right, and it's been a while since I interacted with it, I thought the church answered quite well about it. He said, they're like, if you don't want to think about your baptism, just don't worry about it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it's the church answered well. It's a historical event. Yeah. We we can no more change the reality of our baptism than we can change mm-hmm. any other part of human history that's already already happened you know people can pretend they didn't exist i mean you have the flat earthers or the uh holocaust deniers things like that but they're there right they should she they should hook up with uh nadia bolsweber and find some random renouncement or whatever (laughs) of of baptism (laughs) i uh i do believe that's the first time her name's ever been uttered on the podcast we made like 110 episodes in or whatever it was (laughs) good job yeah it's 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 an event, and, and maybe that's the point of entry for our discussion on the flood here, mm-hmm. is we're starting with the notion that the flood also is a reality, mm-hmm. that this is something God has right. done. Obviously, there are certain elements of the flood story that click and connect with baptism, and what do we see that here, Brian, of what what is it about the flood story that connects with the corresponding uh, parts of it. Well, you definitely have the the washing away uh, of the old, but you know, and not not to contradict what it said in First Peter there, but you do you have this cleansing mm-hmm. effect, and so that's just that's the reality and the part of it. But more than anything, um, it was the word of God. If you really consider this, you know, rightly, uh, thinking that the it was the word of God that brought the design of the ark and all of the the intricacies of the ark to Noah so that he could build it. It was the word of God that saved mm-hmm. the family and not the water itself. Yeah, right. uh, but the water in its cleansing um, with the word of God saved Noah and his family mm-hmm. from, discretion, from destruction through the grace and mercy of God. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest connections that we have mm-hmm. to make because we always say as Lutheran pastors that it's not the water that saves you, yeah. it's the water united with the word. And you can see that really clearly in the flood. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it really makes for a good illustration that the water is the means mm-hmm. by which God delivered his salvation, yeah. right? It's like you said, the word of God laid out the instructions for the ark. The word of God made the provisions for the animals mm-hmm. to show up and be stored. It is God in his activity that is basically preparing for the new creation. Right. So you've got this this eschatological, this final Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of preparation, even that we see in baptism, mm-hmm. is that uh, you have the washing away of the old sinful nature, mm-hmm. the putting to death, the punishment of sin. Really, the old man is drowned, mm-hmm. but you have the rising again of the new creation, mm-hmm. the deliverance made uh, by what God has chosen to apply his word to, to deliver his word through. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's, that strikes me is the water simultaneously is destroying all mm-hmm. evil and at the same time buoying the ark yeah, and exactly. lifting that up. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm actually working on a paper right now uh, where one of the, the threads of, thro- uh, of thought I'm weaving through it is that we as Christians want everything with God to be binary. Mm-hmm. That we either want it to be this way or this way. Uh, you know, we want uh, God to either be judging or delivering. Mm-hmm. We want, uh, from a Lutheran perspective, we want a passage to be either law or gospel. And in fact, one of, one of the interesting features of most people 
who I know who have consciously come into the Lutheran church instead of being raised in the Lutheran church, one of the first things they want to do when they hear about the doctrine of law and gospel is they want to start going through their Bibles with highlighters. <laughs> this is a law passage. Yeah. This is a gospel passage and we break it down and we, we think there's that easy distinction. But in reality, it's not a binary thing. In, in reality, what, what's so interesting is that, you know, God used the nation of Babylon to judge the Israelites. And then at the same time, God was judging Babylon for their bloodlust. Mm -hmm. and, and there was another nation that was used to judge Babylon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and, and then Israel was delivered by, you know, Cyrus, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. And, and so we, uh, I, and you're not, you're not confusing. It's not an intermingling. You're, what you're saying is they're, they're interplayed the, more, more closely than we think yeah. sometimes. One of the distinctions I make is it's not law or gospel, it's law and gospel. Mm -hmm. And so in this case, the water is law in that it kills and judges sin. Mm -hmm. But the water is also the means by which God delivers his mm -hmm. salvation, yep. the, the promise, the, the yep. washing clean of our conscience. Mm -hmm. uh, that God, by his promise, by his declaration, has made you into a new creature. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the dangers of trying to segregate or separate long gospel too much. And we read this article in seminary is, is that is a gateway into antinomianism. Really. Mm -hmm. If you divide long gospel too much in an unnatural way, that is not um, in, conducive to what the scripture is, but taking scripture as, as God intended it to be mm -hmm. uh, in, in, in its form and in, in the way that we have it, um, then it doesn't become so much law or like you said, it's law and, and um, it becomes more of an interconnected play of of God both um, killing the old man and reviving uh, the new creation. Mm -hmm. and, and we see that. And under that antinomian system, or, or one of the newer terms for it is gospel reductionist system, is that the law or gospel dynamic actually sets law and gospel in opposition to each yes, other. And exactly. what you end up with in that confession is law, bad, gospel, good. Mm -hmm. But in reality, you know, throughout scripture, Jonah is a perfect example of this. What we see as law, God is actually using as an effectual way to deliver his salvation. And so Jonah runs away mm -hmm. from God's word. And so what does God do? He sends a storm. So, you know, in, in this instance, we say it was law or gospel. Well, it was the storm that brought about the panic for these experienced sailors that caused them to confront Jonah mm -hmm. that eventually caused the confession and caused them to throw Jonah overboard. Mm -hmm. right? God used the storm to save three separate parties mm -hmm. because Jonah, uh, you know, we have that Psalm of confession in, in Jonah chapter two that he's like, okay, this was a bad idea to run away from God. <laughs> uh, the sailors are saved and they worship Yahweh at the end of chapter one. And eventually the Ninevites are saved mm -hmm. because Jonah completes his mission. And so something that we would see as judgment, God is using not as judgment, but to bring about repentance so that he can bring about salvation. Mm -hmm. and, and, and we always remember that God's word is God's word and it's always working together to accomplish its purposes. That's Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. God's mm -hmm. word does what God yep. wants it to yep, do. That's right. Yep. And, and another thing too, of I liked how a couple episodes back, Jason, you compared 
baptism to the foolishness of walking around Jericho. Yeah. And there's definitely that angle in this as well, you know, the way people mocked Noah and and saw how silly it was to build this huge ark and and it, God used that to bring about his salvation. Yeah, it's it's God uses the foolish things in the world to shame the wise. Was mm-hmm. that 1 Corinthians 1 or mm-hmm. 2 yep. somewhere mm-hmm. in yep. there? And, and this thing, it's, you know, if Noah had lived in Tyre or Joppa or some mm-hmm. other city on the coast, him building a colossal ship probably looks a little bit ridiculous, mm-hmm. but not so bad. Yeah, right. right. But we have every reason to believe that he's completely landlocked (laughs) when he's building this massive ship. And I haven't been out to the Ark Encounter in Kentucky. But from what I understand, the Ark was a pretty big boat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I have every reason to believe that it's not a little dinghy that we see Mm -hmm. on any of the lakes in in Minneapolis. And, (laughs) you know, that looks ridiculous. But again, we want to celebrate Mm-hmm. The foolishness of baptism, yeah. because this is the means by which God has chosen mm-hmm. to bring us comfort in what he has done for us. Mm-hmm. And, and so what we do is we look at it and say, yeah, it looks a little bit weird that we sprinkle water on a baby's head and the church rejoices. Mm-hmm. It looks a little bit weird, but in reality, it is the most beautiful thing God could do for us right here and right now. Of course, Amen. we have the cross was an event 2,000 years ago, mm-hmm. that is where salvation was won. But where salvation is delivered is always yep. in the here and now. And it's yeah, delivered right. through his word, yep. by his promise, with whatever God has chosen to connect to In the ministry and power yeah. of the Holy Spirit. Good, yep. good. Yeah, so, you know, this isn't a New Testament episode, but think <laughs> <laughs> of this First Peter 3 passage and maybe the listener might be saying, is it the water or is it the ark that is being connected to baptism here? And then going back to Genesis, how does that inform our reading of Genesis? That's a great question. <laughs> uh, well, the water is obviously the imagery connected with the waters of baptism. I, I've heard the ark connected to Christ. Okay. When we flee for refuge. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. I, I don't think we want to overplay mm-hmm. the analogy. At some too point, much. illustrations are meant it, to stop. Yeah and, yeah, and I think that as you see the grace of God extended to Noah and his family through his word, through his initiated extravagant love, that is therefore then pointing to the cross because mm-hmm. nothing exemplifies the grace and mercy and the extravagant love of the great triune God of heaven mm-hmm. more than the cross and resurrection of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. our Lord and Savior. And I think in connection with that too, we can view it as one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're supposed to, as Christians, view the death and resurrection of Jesus as one event. As one event. It's sure. not mm-hmm. the cross is the bad part of our redemption and the resurrection is the good part. It's one and the same. Mm-hmm. The ark isn't the ark without the flood. Yeah, right. Right. You just have a ship in the middle of a landlocked area. Yeah. And, and, you have yeah. the promises of God. You've got the, the again, the self-initiated mm-hmm. love, grace, and mercy of God. You've got uh, the word of God. You've got the water, the the, the agency of, of, of just reminding us that we are filthy, rotten sinners, for lack of a better mm-hmm. way of putting it, and that something needs to happen, that we're born sinful and separated from God, and that mm-hmm. there is sin in, infecting our heart and mind, and we are totally depraved to use mm-hmm. uh, the words of our our calvinist brothers and sisters <laughs> but um and all of those things go to remind us and i think if we begin to segregate or separate those aspects uh, of the 
of the um, Old Testament that does mm-hmm. point forward to Christ's salvation and the beauty and means of grace of baptism, we begin to take and press almost modern Western criteria on an e- ancient Eastern book. And I think we start to make it something that's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just accepting it for what it is and sure. interpreting it the way it was intended. Yeah. And I think, too, with this, because we've got a couple minutes left before we've kind of up against our time. Man, that time went really fast, mm-hmm. didn't it? Yeah. Uh, there, there's two truths that the the story of the ark, the narrative of the ark, the history of the ark leaves us about baptism that we can point out. The first is it doesn't allow us to treat baptism like a magic ticket mm-hmm. because God's opinion of humanity is exactly the same before the flood and after the flood. Mm-hmm. And, and was it Genesis 6, 5? Humans are the wickedness of man mm-hmm. is exceeding, mm-hmm. and in Always Genesis eight, in every way, yeah, yeah, the the, the inclination of man's heart is only evil mm-hmm. continually. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. is That's how crazy. the ESV. Yeah, so it's it, it's not that uh, Noah and his family were washed and suddenly their natures changed. You know, mm-hmm. well, depending on what you make of interpreting the story of Noah getting drunk, you know. He either sinned or wasn't used to the oxygen content in the air or whatever. I've heard <laughs> baptism. Oh, I've, no. I've, heard, I've heard Baptists jump through so many hoops. To, well, he didn't know about alcohol yet because of the air pressure, <laughs> oh. all of that stuff. But Interesting. The, the reality, Noah's still a sinner. Why right? do we make things so complicated? Yeah, well, it's right, because right. we're humans. And Noah's still a sinner. Absolutely. We, Cain, yep. or, uh, not Cain, Canaan, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Ham. Ham. Yeah, <laughs> Ham. He sins, yep. and, and you have Absolutely. that entire line of the family that mm-hmm. falls away from the faith because yep, they right. do not you know, continue in the word of God. Yep. Uh, so it, it, it's, it's, not, um, um, it's not magic. No, it's, it's just the hope of God's promise. What it's, and it's the realization right. of God's promise, yeah. and that's what I wanted to get. Think about this now. No matter what happens, Noah's got the drunken naked issue going on. You, you've got all of the other issues with humanity. Mm-hmm. Immediately after the flood, you have Tower of Babel, mm-hmm. and, and humanity is at yeah. the height of their arrogance. Baptism doesn't demolish our yeah. sin nature. It doesn't. No. It, mm-hmm. Augustine quotes, it, it, we are not... Uh, Sin is not removed from us. It's mm-hmm. just not counted against us. Exactly. Mm, uh, amen. But here's the reality of the flood. No matter where Noah and his family are after the flood, they know exactly what God thinks about them mm-hmm. because he gave them an ark. And think he, about he the gratitude them. that really should have flowed is like, wow, God spared us when he didn't spare mm-hmm anyone else. Mm -hmm. And honestly, in our own baptism, uh, using our baptism properly, continuing in the faith of our baptism, that should lead us to the same realization. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your salvation. Why did God save me? Election, grace and mercy, Mm -hmm. that's a comfort. And and it shouldn't be a confusing thing. It shouldn't be an anger thing. It should literally be uh, grace that leads to humility and gratitude Mm -hmm. that we become. and and, awe. Yeah. Yeah. And we just have this beautiful dependency mm-hmm. upon the grace of God through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. That's a great way to end this episode. Brian, do you have any further I do. verse? Okay. It's short and sweet. First Corinthians chapter one, you alluded to it. The word of God or the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, yeah. but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on iTunes. Tune in next week as we continue our discussion on baptism looking at Old Testament scriptures. God bless you and have a great week.